Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Sure, yes, so the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Bank shot, no good rebound. Goes to Draymond. Wanted to lead Clay, but comes middle. Wait now finds Clay. Right side. Squares up. Jumper, no good. Rebound, Otto Porter Jr. Bounce pass to Poole. Catch and shoot three. No good. Warriors need to be a little more patient here. Otto Porter Jr. to Draymond. Backward pass to Clay. Takes another three. Three threes on that trip, and they missed all three of them. I got nothing for you. Six for 34 from distance. Ew. Six of 34 at that point. And look, I mean, <laughs> doesn't fill the whole 10 o'clock hour for me, but uh, I feel much the way Tom did. I got nothing for you. I, uh, that, that one sucked. And I don't know, maybe, look, the way Jordan Poole played in the third quarter, the way they snuck back into it, maybe... If Steph is still available and even Moody, maybe, maybe maybe you do actually come back and make it a real game down the stretch, but just not enough with Draymond on a minute's limit, with Steph out, with Clay shooting the ball poorly. That was a tough one. That was a really tough one. Um, and obviously... It becomes significant, you know, in retrospect, if, if there's anything significant wrong with Steph Curry, we will look at this as uh, disastrous. The, obviously, nobody needs me to tell them this. The Warriors can't, never mind thrive, they can't survive without Steph Curry. I mean, in a world with Steph Curry, it's pretty inconceivable 
that the Warriors would not be the third seed, at least. I mean, they got a three-and-a-half game lead over the Jazz with 12 games left. So, you know, just as an example, and are the Jazz playing? Did the Jazz play tonight? Oh, they did. Yeah, no, I'm aware of this. The Jazz, uh, I believe, beat the Bulls tonight. Someone's going to have to pull that up for me. Yeah, Jazz beat the Bulls tonight. Uh, So they have played one fewer game than the Warriors have. So the Jazz have 13 games left. The Warriors have 12. But just as an example, if the Warriors in those 12 games were to go 6-6, and the Jazz are going to have to go, what, 10-3? and in their last 13. And I don't I don't think that's likely to happen, but if Steph's out, I you know, 6 and 6 is no guarantee. And honestly, I'm not sure you'd be in such worse shape in the 4 spot, but you would certainly be slumping heading into the playoffs and that's not what you want. But let's try not to freak out about that. Let's wait and see what happens with the MRI. Uh, I know Steve Kerr said after the game that uh, Steph is having an MRI as we speak. And with any luck, it's it's nothing. I will say this. I, I don't think the fact that he sat out the rest of the game means that something significant happened here. Because at that point, you know, it's already halftime, basically, by the time you're looking at his foot. You're down, what, 48 to 32 at halftime? You're not going to take any unnecessary risks with Steph Curry at that point. You know, I think he could have said, I literally feel nothing, no pain whatsoever, I'm good to go. And after he limped three steps, it was too late. They're not putting him back into this game. So I don't think the fact that he sat out and the fact that he's getting an MRI necessarily means anything significant is happening here. With any luck, fingers crossed, Steph Curry is going to be absolutely okay. And I was looking at the schedule, and I, I said this on Twitter, but they could give him the next two games off. Those games are against the Spurs and the Magic two teams that you could conceivably beat without Steph Curry. You give him these next two games off, then he won't play again until next Wednesday. He gets a full week off in that case. And my great hope would be that nothing happened tonight that would keep him out more than a week. So we're just going to cross our fingers on that and not play with the worst-case scenarios unless they happen, which I don't think they will. By the way, I happen to know... uh, Dr. Narav Pandaya will join the 9 to Noon show tomorrow. So maybe some more insight there, and hopefully by then we will have some MRI results. In terms of what happened, uh, particularly in the first half tonight, because I think, you know, if you want to know what happened in the second half, what happened is they it should have been worse, but Jordan Poole went absolutely berserk 
and kept them in a game. And then they just didn't have enough down the stretch to finish it. Just there's what they were too overmatched. Already missing Gary Payton the second, who, you know, a night like tonight, he probably would have been helpful in a game that was uh, largely a defensive struggle for much of it. You're without him, you're without Andre, you're without Wiggins. Again, helpful in a defensive struggle on both sides. Um, then you lose Steph Curry and Draymond's already on a minute's limit. It just it was too big of a hill to climb, particularly uh, when Jonathan Kaminga had a rare off night. So the second half, I think, is easy to understand. The first half, that, that's where you look at it, and, and you got to say that a Celtics team that's playing very well pretty much beat the brakes off the Warriors. And credit the Warriors for the defensive effort in the first half that kept them within shouting distance, if you want to say 16 is shouting distance. Credit the Warriors with the entire second half effort where – you know, again, they only stayed in it because of the Herculean, ridiculous scoring of Jordan Poole, but they were competing. They were wildly overmatched, but they were competing. And a credit to them for that. I mean, this is not the team we were watching sort of sleepwalk through some ugly ones a few weeks ago. The first half, though, that was playoff defense. Now, I'm not saying every team in the playoffs is capable of playing defense the way the Celtics do. Their starting lineup, Marcus Smart, Brown and Tatum, and then Robert Williams, the Time Lord, and Al Horford up front, is as good a defensive lineup in every possible way as you can find. And their two biggest role players off the bench, Derek White, and Grant Williams are also basically defense-first players. Certainly Williams is defense-first. I mean, he's improved his shooting, but he is a defensive-focused guy. And Derek White, he can have a good game for you offensively, but he is a defensive factor. So the top seven guys they play, and look, Pritchard isn't bad. He's small. But obviously, he's, he's not there for defense. He's there for shooting. But, I mean, that's essentially the rotation. A little bit of Tice. But it's essentially the starting five, Grant Williams, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard. And of those eight dudes, not counting Tice, of those eight dudes, seven of them are elite defenders. <laughs> so that's where it starts. But they're also incredibly physical. And they're an incredibly smart team defense. And they have that defensive energizer bunny in Marcus Smart, who's like, a, in many ways, a miniature Draymond. And look, miniature Draymonds are always a little dirty. A really good defensive guard is always going to be a little dirty. That's been true since the beginning of basketball time. Maybe I shouldn't even call it dirty. Uh, they're going to be rough around the edges. 831 texter says, Marcus Smart better avoid Steve Kerr. Kerr's going to kick his ass after that Curry dirty play. I don't know, man. I I don't know if I would call that a dirty play by Marcus Smart. 
I understand why Steve Kerr was upset. I understand his point. We'll hear more from both of those guys coming up after the break here because uh, they both spoke on it after the game, Steve Kerr and Marcus Smart. And to respond to the texter, I don't think anyone's going to kick anyone's ass. I think everybody's okay. Uh, But I got to be honest, I thought the play where he jumped up and almost kicked Clay in the face was a little dirtier. Like he committed an intentional foul with his foot and leg, which is super dangerous and totally unnecessary. The Steph play, I mean, it sucks that he rolled up on Steph's leg, but he was diving for the ball. And I don't – look, I never played in the NBA. I don't know what the exact honor code is as far as avoiding hurting the opposition. But I've never heard that you're not allowed to dive for a loose ball just because someone's legs might be in the general vicinity. Like, that easily could have happened without rolling over. I mean, to me, that's bad luck. If you disagree, tell me about it. 888-957-9570. That's how you reach us on the phone line. That's also your route to the Comcast business text line. 888-957-9570. A disappointing night. And one that particularly, again, the first half performance, I think should serve as a bit of a wake-up call. Now, again... You're not going to face a lot of defenses like Boston. But everyone's defense that you face will be more like Boston's in the postseason than it was in the regular season. And by that, I just mean intense and physical. It doesn't mean that, you know, the perimeter defensive liabilities on some of the Western Conference teams are suddenly going to become Jalen Brown. Of course not. Like, the Celtics have a tremendous roster of defensive personnel, as I just explained. But everyone's defense ratchets up to that level of intensity when you get to the playoffs. And that is something the Warriors are going to have to deal with. And it's something that tonight they did not step on the floor looking equipped to deal with. They played good defense And even with that, the Boston Celtics choked them out over the course of the first half. They just put them in a headlock and just quietly whispered, go to sleep in the Warriors' ear. And the Warriors were pretty much on the canvas by the end of the first half. Not to discredit anything Jordan Poole did in the second half, but, you know, they still lost by more than 20 despite what he did because of how bad the first half went. And while I'm not going to freak out about one game where you lost your best player in the middle of it and you were already down a starter, I do think that that first half should serve as a bit of a wake-up call for the Warriors in terms of how ready they are to face playoff-level defenses. Before we go to this break, let's get the shot of the game out of the way. It's never as much fun on a losing night. But Jordan Poole... Still did some pretty impressive stuff tonight. So here it is, the shot of the game, presented by the County of Santa Clara. Kaminga drives, spins on Grant Williams, goes up, rejected by Robert Williams. Grant Williams goes down, Robert Williams goes down, Warriors steal it back. Poole comes up with the ball to the front court, finds Damian Lee, he drives in, passes out to JTA, handoff Poole, deep three on the way, got it! It's a 10-point game. 
and listen to the crowd here at Chase. Poole now with 21. It was a wild sequence. Part of a very impressive third quarter from Jordan Poole. And he deserves all the flowers, man. He is playing absolutely wonderfully. What he does offensively is, you know, this where I've been high on Jordan Poole all along, higher than most people through his rookie year, last year, coming into this year. I, I had high expectations, and nevertheless, some of the stuff he's doing now totally exceeds what I had expectationally for Jordan Poole. Coming into this year, I would have said a really good, you know, high percentile outcome for Jordan Poole's career would be like two-time sixth man of the year in the Jordan Clarkson Jamal Crawford mode I, I think his ceiling is much higher than that now I really think this guy has a chance to be a multiple time all-star and God when you add that his defense now looks pretty competent to the fact that there are times I think he is, you know, a top 10 or 15 NBA scorer in terms of his scoring talent. I, I really think he has some all-star potential, and I would not have said that before the season. That was the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at SCC freevax.org or call 211 that's sccfreevax.org or call 211 we're going to take a quick break come back on the other side we've got lots of sound from this one steve kerr talking to the media marcus smart talking about steve kerr to the media and we'll see what else there is i'm at kolsky with you for warriors wrap-up on 95.7 the game Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back. 
to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. Hello again, I'm Matt Kolsky. It is Warriors Wrap Up. You're listening to 95.7 The Game. and Look, a disappointing night tonight, no question about it. If you want to weigh in on it, our lines are open, 888-957-9570. 415 texter, pool did not get hot. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> so a little uh, inside the show here. Our text line, as it plays out in front of me, sometimes longer texts get broken up into multiple texts. So I just glanced at the text line and saw a text that said pool didn't get hot and I was like what what's this guy talking about but actually uh, here's what that text says in full you saying that GP2 was out and Kaminga didn't have a good night it's just laughable the game could have easily been 30 points plus if pool didn't get hot That makes more sense than just pool didn't get hot. I, I, I don't I don't know why. I mean, I GP2 was out and Kaminga did have a bad night. So, you know, those things are not good things. I'm, I'm not saying they would have won that game with GP2. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if you're looking for reasons to feel like this doesn't represent how they match up with the Celtics, that that those are things you could say. That's all. 408 texter, basketball doesn't need to go after ankles and knees with shoulder and go at someone's chest with a leg. So that's the Marcus Smart play we're talking about. And, And I agree more with the second part of the text than the first part. Uh, I, I don't, Again, I'm not saying Marcus Smart is the cleanest player in the world. Again, elite defensive guards are almost always at least a little dirty. That's how it works. All the way back to when I was a youth and John Stockton was considered the best defensive point guard. Michael Jordan, a little dirty. Scottie Pippen, a little less so, uh, just because he was an alien. But, you know, those Pistons guards... Dumars, Isaiah, a little dirty. (laughs) I'm not even saying it as like a a thing to condemn somebody, but there's no question Marcus Smart's a little dirty. And I thought the clay play where he jumped in the air and then, like if you watch it, he clearly sticks his leg out to try to take the foul with his foot. And that's dangerous and totally unnecessary, and that's why it was called a flagrant foul. I hear you, 408 texter, that Marcus Smart threw his shoulders into Steph's legs, and that is not – that play is dangerous. There is some dangerousness to that play, but I also just don't feel great about calling it dirty when a guy is diving for the ball. If he dives into Steph's legs when he has no chance of getting the ball, we're having a different conversation, but – I I did think that that 
was not, if not clean, it was at least an understandable play. And it's the sort of hustle play that has made Marcus Smart a lot of money because that's what he does. And I don't know. I wonder, would you feel the same way if Draymond made a play like that? Because, again, he's, he's diving for the ball. But let's hear from the people actually involved in this. Because after that play, Steve Kerr had some words for Marcus Smart. Had a lot to say to Marcus Smart on the floor. He, he seemed to be saying that that's a play you can't make. And so naturally, Marcus Smart was asked about it after the game. And as, as far as what happened on the play and what Steve's response was, here's what Marcus had to say. Calmer. <laughs> He's definitely calmer. You know, he's doing what any coach, any player, any person would do, and that's backing up his guys. He felt at the time, you know, away, and, you know, we talked it out, but at the end of that conversation, you know, he told me, you're one of the guys that, you know, I wish I had on my team type. So me and Steve have that relationship with, with USA Basketball, so he knows that I'm never trying to hurt anybody. He knows that since I got in this league, I've been sacrificing my body for the better of my team and my teammates. So. I get it. I understand. I hate to see it happen to anybody, you know, especially uh, playing and doing your job. I hate to see any injury. You know, I hope uh, Steph's all right. Um, we looked at it. I didn't even see him. Just saw the ball, dove on the ball, tried to make a play. And unfortunately, you know, um, that occurred. So, you know, I'm really down right now about it. But that was it. I mean, I believe him. He said to me, what are the key points? He has played this way his whole career, and that's why he's in the league. That's how he got here, and that's why he has stayed around and made some money. And he says he didn't even see Steph Curry, and I I don't see any reason to doubt that. He saw the ball. He dove for the ball, and it sucks. It's unfortunate. It is... A little reckless but if Marcus Smart doesn't play a little reckless he's useless so I can't get too upset about that play I I thought it was pretty unnecessary to try to kick Clay Thompson in the arm um, but again it's not so extreme that I thought it was you know something he should be thrown out of the game for or anything like that and I understand that guys like Marcus Smart make their bones playing on the edge of clean. Just like Draymond does sometimes. Some guys, that's that's who you are as a basketball player. And that Marcus Smart is undoubtedly that guy. If he is not right on the edge of making dirty plays, he's not doing his job. And I have not heard this yet, but he was asked, about how he feels that some people call that a dirty play or call him a dirty player. And my guess is he's pretty used to it, but let's hear it. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this since I first came in the league. We've seen guys like Draymond do that the play before with him and Grant, actually. Him and Grant got, got into it, and Grant got hurt, whiplash, um, hurt his neck. Nobody said anything about that. It was a clean play, it was a dirty play. Like I said, I, I could really care less about that because I know who I am, my teammates, and – and the players and my colleagues, they know I'm not a dirty player. They know I'm going to go out there and leave everything I have on the floor for my team, and uh, I'm a hustle. And that's just what it is. Unfortunately, 
when you're doing that, things happen in basketball, in any sport, or anything, and injury happens. And that's just what it is. I'm sure I'm going to get called dirty. I mean, it's their opinion. Like I said, I know who I am. My teammates know, and you know, my colleagues know I'm not a dirty player. And I play very hard, and I and I leave everything I have, my life, on that court. So it is what it is. You know, it's part of the game. Um, move on. Again, I I'm kind of with Marcus Smart on this. Not not that I'm happy about what happened to the Warriors tonight, but Marcus Smart plays the way Marcus Smart has to play and lets the chips fall where they may, and I got to respect him for that. Because to me, a 707 texter, by the way, saying if Dre did what Smart did, he would have got tossed. That's incorrect because Marcus Smart is right. Draymond had – what's the past tense of dive? Draymond had dived, had had dove. I think it's dove. Had had divin. Draymond had divin into the legs of Grant Williams like a minute before that. And honestly, like, I don't think anybody would have said anything about a dirty play – on the Marcus Smart play if Steph hadn't gotten hurt. And I just, I don't, I don't like to play the results in that way when we're talking about dirtiness. To me, I can only think of one truly dirty player in the NBA right now. I mean, it used to be they were all over the place. But the only guy in the NBA right now that jumps to my mind when I think just a straight-up dirty player Sterling, do you know who it is? Can you guess? I'm assuming it's Grayson Allen. That's right. Because to me, a dirty player is a guy, it's not a guy who plays his whole career on the edge of what's clean and what's not. It's a guy who does not play that way and then jumps over the line with enthusiasm on a regular basis. And that's what Grayson Allen is. Grayson Allen is not that dude that is playing every possession that he's like it's his last that is you know getting on every loose ball taking charges all the time he's not Marcus Smart or a Draymond Green type player he's a shooter who likes to kick and trip and and do things that are dirty plays exclusively when Marcus Smart or Draymond Green are accused of dirty play it's almost always on a play that involves them trying really, really hard. And that's different to me than the sort of dirty you see in a guy like Grace Nowen who just does dirty things because he's a thing I can't say on the radio. A number of things I can't say on the radio. As far as the conversation with Steve Kerr, here's what Marcus Smart had to say about it. I don't see it happen too often. I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, we're all grown. You know, we all know each other. It's part of it. You know, emotions, we're all human. He has emotions just like I have emotions and vice versa. So, I mean, I think it's okay. You know, I think as long as the respect is there from both parties, it's okay to, to talk, especially when you're competing. It's a tough game. It's a, a good game, and everybody's competing. So, you know, emotions are going to flare. That's okay. Like I said, as long as it's respectful, and that's what it was, you know, I'll take that any day of the week. I just think Marcus Smart handled this as well as he possibly could have, the way he talked about it. 
I think he handled the Kerr interaction reasonably well. And, again, a reckless play, perhaps, but I don't see that as a dirty play. Obviously, you're free to disagree, and I believe our first caller does. 888-957-9570 if you want to get in touch. Eddie in Richmond is on the line. What's going on, Eddie? Hey, what's going on, Kolsky? Hey, man, I, I, I do disagree. We lost him right as he was starting to tell us how he felt. Call back, Eddie. We didn't hang up on Eddie, did we? Oh. Now we got you. Hey, so, Start uh, over, Eddie. We missed you. All right. Well, no worries, brother. So I was just saying, if you're talking about Draymond from 2016, and that way, I, I I guess I agree with you, but I don't think Draymond's that type of player now. Um, I think there's a lot of those loose ball plays in which things happen, but with, with, with your, I think with your comparison of saying, hey, you know, it, it was a dirty play, but then you say what we do to Clay Thompson – You've got to say this is that type of player, right? Whether he's not in the Grayson Allen level, but it, I feel it was a reckless play because, again, you you are diving, whether you're for the ball or anything else. It happens in, in a play, but it's still Marcus Smart, and you know that he has that track record. So you can't say that it was a play that was a free play, and then, you know, whether how many plays later he does that to Clay. I think it's unfair to it was the compare him to Draymond. I understand he's a hard-nosed player, like Draymond plays the defense, but right now Draymond is a much smarter player. He doesn't put himself in that position to do that anymore. But, again, mm. if you're comparing him to a 2016 Draymond, I do agree with you. Interesting. Um, a, a couple things. First of all, I, uh, reckless, yes. I just think there's a difference between reckless and dirty. Um. And I and I there is a sliding scale on this, you know, and maybe I'm being hypocritical by doing that. But like just as an example, when Chris Paul pulls some stuff like this, I it it, it bothers me a little bit because part of me says, you know what, man, you're too good to be doing that. But when it's Marcus Smart, like with all due respect, he's not too good to be doing that. In fact to be good that's what he does and you know the clay play is dirtier to me because it involves a clear non-basketball act when on his way down he kicked his leg out like at that point you've committed a foul you're already beat just let it go but he kicked his leg at the ball and that that really could have been dangerous it's it's a foot flying around clay thompson's chest and even potentially his face so that, to me, is closer to actually really dirty. But I still don't think it's, it's not engaged in in the same way as, as the sorts of plays that I think of as truly dirty. You know what's dirty? Do you, you remember there was a period... I don't want to tag the wrong guy with this, but I'm almost positive it was Reggie Evans. There was a period where Reggie Evans, like attacked three different players uh nether regions in the space of a week and a half or something you know and they were like there was one that involved a grab and a pull and it's like they those are dirty plays to me john stockton used to do dirty stuff off the ball all the time D- straight up dirty just 
a kick to the shin or a, a punch in the gut. That play that Buddy Beheim made, which I'm not defending Buddy Beheim, but punching a guy in the stomach on a rebound when the refs weren't in position to see it, that sort of stuff used to happen all the time in the NBA. And it never happens now. Now, part of that is the nature of the players. Part of that is the uh, ubiquitous cameras that, that you'll get caught. And even if you don't get the foul called in game, you'll get in trouble afterwards like Buddy Beheim did. Um, but because none of that stuff happens so much anymore, plays like this stand out more. Now, as far as what Steve Kerr had to say about it, you know what? Let's just listen to everything Steve Kerr had to say. He does get into Marcus Smart, but I thought an interesting post game from Steve Kerr in several regards. So uh, let's take a listen. Here it is, Steve Kerr's post game press conference. Give an update on uh, Steph. Steph's getting an MRI right now. It is the top of his foot. Yeah. Is there? I mean, what's the concern level? Uh, we'll know after the MRI. You were upset with with Marcus Bart pretty clearly. Just you know, what is your take on that play and what went down? I thought it was a dangerous play. I thought I thought Marcus uh, dove into Steph's knee, and I and that's what I was upset about. A lot of respect for Marcus. He's a hell of a player, gamer, um, competitor. I coached him in uh, the World Cup a few summers ago. Um, we talked after the game. We're good, but I thought it was a dangerous play and let him know. Is he getting the MRI tonight or sometime? Yeah, he's tomorrow? having one right now. Uh, was it always the plan to start Draymond in the second half, or is that just a result of Curry being out? Uh, as a result of Curry being out and us being down quite a bit, we wanted to make sure we got off to a good start in the third quarter to keep us in the game. Steve, what did you think of just how you handled Boston's defense and, and physicality tonight? I thought they uh, played great defense. There's a reason they're number one in the league uh, in defensive efficiency. They're athletic, physical. Uh, they did a good job. Um, we did miss some open ones, but I think when you play a team that's that physical and and, uh, and long, the open ones that you get um, sometimes aren't as comfortable because uh, because you feel their their defense. So I thought we felt their defense early. Um, they did a hell of a job getting into us, and when we did have open looks, we didn't knock them down, and that's what uh, keyed their first half uh, surge. Is Moses getting an MRI today? Tonight, I don't too? know if yeah, I don't know if he's getting an MRI, but he hurt his uh, right shoulder. You were talking before the game about what you want to see from your defense. What did you see from their defense? Is it size, physicality? I mean, what 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 was the keys to them? What they did to you guys in the first half? Uh, well, they're they're a, a really uh, big, athletic team at every position, and uh, so when we did get penetration, uh, you know, Robert Williams was there to block shots. Um, they did a good job switching on the perimeter. They have a lot of continuity. You know, that group has been together for a long time, and uh, and they're clicking right now. You know, they uh, they weren't healthy early in the year when we saw them. Um, you know they are really well connected and and healthy now and um, on a good roll. So they they did a lot of uh, a lot of good things defensively to keep us from get going, getting going. Clay comes back, Draymond goes out. Draymond comes back, Steph limps off. Are you feeling a little, I don't know, snake bitter or anything like that? No, we've uh, we've been unbelievably fortunate with the Warriors here over this last decade, um, winning championships and having great players, great people come through here and uh, adversity hits 
everybody at any time and you just roll with it and you you keep moving forward so uh hopefully Steph will be okay and uh I told the guys I was really proud of their second half effort you know staying in the game and getting the crowd back in it and you know creeping back in it and um guys really competed there's no reason why we can't uh you know bounce right back from this and continue the the nice run that we we started over the last four games a lot of getting back in it was it was Jordan. Um, if Steph does miss time, you know how much of, of that aggression level do you need continued from Jordan? Yeah, I was really proud of Jordan. Uh, you know, after a slow start for him uh, again against a great defensive team, and uh, Steph going out, um, you know, us not shooting the ball well for him to uh, to really get uh, get going, get into a rhythm, attacking. Um, he, I thought he played a hell of a game, particularly in the second half, to 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 keep us in it. And uh, against that team, in these circumstances, it was uh, it was a great great effort from Jordan. Very proud of. Because had 32 points in the first half and 37 in the third quarter. What can you guys kind of take away from that third quarter and kind of talk about after halftime like that? I think just the the sense of desperation uh, that we felt, uh, the pace that we played with. Anytime you play a team that. Uh, is that physical and athletic you have to play with pace i thought in the first half we were walking the ball up the floor too often and uh, the third quarter the pace was much better and as a result uh you know we got better looks and we started to knock some shots down yeah pretty uh comfortable steve kerr after an ugly loss and look i'm with him as long as steph is okay i think the warriors will be okay few people chiming in on the text line saying they still think it was a dirty play from smart um if i can't convince you perhaps draymond green can i'd expect marcus smart to make that play um he plays hard i i can't call that a dirty play as unfortunate as it is if it was a dirty play i would have went and dove into his his head I, i had a pretty great look on the play i was right up top maybe unnecessary but that's the most I can call it unnecessary, but I can't call it a dirty play. The ball's on the floor at every level of basketball. We're taught to dive on the floor and, uh, and, and go after the ball. And that's what Marcus did. So I, I can't call it a dirty play. I will say it was probably an unnecessary dive because if you don't go through him, then you don't get the ball because the ball is literally in front of him. So if anything, you can say it was unnecessary, but I, I can't call that a dirty play. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that simple. Unnecessary, perhaps reckless. But dirty implies some sort of intent that I just don't think was there. That's my take. That's Draymond's take. I think that means it's the right take. And I think that means we're done for the night. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Hopefully things go better this weekend when the Warriors host the San Antonio Spurs. And look, Spurs magic. Uh, Two games in like five, six days is... uh, A nice way to try to recover from an ugly loss. So fingers crossed on that. Thanks for listening to Warriors Wrap Up tonight. Shout out to Sterling for all the good work back in the studio. And we'll be back with you tomorrow on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.